Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Jen Baswick, who is a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, cat mom, and cookie dough lover. Me too, hand raise. She (laughs) helps women overcome binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating so that they can embody their version of food freedom. She's incredibly passionate about helping women find peace with food in their bodies because she's been through having a broken relationship with food and body image herself. Jen is dedicated to helping guide her clients and community to leave all of the shoulds of diet culture in the past and find confidence in their own inner wisdom to guide their eating decisions, increase their self-worth, and embody their most authentic selves. I love it. I love everything that you do. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. And it's so cool to, I don't know, always have hear someone intro mm-hmm. me. I'm like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I that's me, cookie awesome. dough lover and all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and awesome. I just love, I'll tell listeners before we jump in, I asked Jen to be on the podcast because I follow her on Instagram. And a lot of everything we're talking about today is like so, so current for me and such a big part of my life right now. Um, and so I'm just so excited to hear what you have to say and your approach to this work is very much the way that I like to approach it too, and how I like to work on it myself. So, um, thank you. Just like starting off for being you and doing what you do because it's so needed. Thank you so much. And honestly, like this is the kind of work that past me needed as well. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. really what I'm putting out there. I've been through these things myself. I know how crummy it feels. I know how much it holds you back in like every Mm -hmm. area of your life. And I want nothing more for people than to like move past all the struggles with food and just feel like they can live their life in the way that they want to without those things holding them back anymore. Because yeah, I've been there (laughs) as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So before we jump more into what you were just saying, why don't you give us um, a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah, I would love to. You kind of hit on the main things. So who I am today, I am the owner and founder of The Intuitive Nutritionist, which is my business. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. And I also help people with body image because that really comes along <laughs> alongside mm-hmm. our relationship with food too. and. Yeah, that's what I do. Help women with binge eating, overeating, emotional eating. That is my business. That is, you know, what you'll find within that business, within my content and everything that I put out there. Um, but other than that, like just me in general, I really love 
all things spirituality. I definitely bring that kind of stuff into the work that I do in terms of embodiment. Like my program literally has the (laughs) word embodied in it. Mm -hmm. Um, That stuff, you know, manifesting, astrology, mindset, meditating, nature, you name it. I love all of that stuff. Um, Maybe even sometimes like a little bit (laughs) in the like witchy side of things. Mm -hmm. The woo-woo side. Yeah, a little bit of the (laughs) woo-woo with like oracle cards and (laughs) all that you know, good stuff. So that's a big piece of my personality and who I am and definitely goes alongside the work I do. Cause I think with, like you were saying, kind of from that bio of mine, really helping people take the struggles of food off so that you are coming back to your authentic self. It's like this struggles with food and diet culture layer on top of who you authentically are and kind of block you from tapping into that. So we're really you know, peeling back those layers to come back to your authenticity. And that's, you know, goes alongside all those things I just mentioned with uh, yeah. a little bit more of the woo-woo stuff. So yeah, all yeah. those things I think help you tap into who you authentically are and understand yes. yourself more and help guide you and lean into your intuition and and all of those pieces that are so important. For sure. Absolutely. And I think that's probably why I love all of that stuff so much. And I love the work mm-hmm. that I do because it definitely goes hand in hand. And, you know, how I got to where I am today and and why I'm doing this business, I kind of alluded to, yeah. I've been through these things myself. And it started all back when I was a teenager and heard all of this messaging, whether it be on like videos that showed up on ads on TV or people were just talking about it or like magazines, like Shape Magazine or Seventeen Magazine, oh, yeah. like all these places where this stuff was like perpetuating the thin ideal, like you need to have abs and you need to have a toned this and it you should look this way to be confident or all of that diet culture really kind of came in and influenced me. And I started to try those things, try those workouts, like the silly spot treatment ones. Mm. <laughs> like I just remember even in my bedroom before going to bed, like as a teenager, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do 50 of this and 50 of that blah, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> before I go to bed today. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, that was a lot to go through and do and just didn't feel good. So yeah. kind of through that, all the diets, like you name it, I've probably tried it. I went vegan for a while, um, which... I think that that's totally fine and there's nothing wrong with that, especially from an ethical place. I had convinced myself that's what I was doing, but really it was a that more like diety side of things to try and manipulate my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once I finally caught on to that, I was like, okay, maybe this is not exactly what I thought it was and it's actually causing me more harm than good. Mm-hmm. But again, can be a very uh, helpful way to- All eat about the intention behind it, right? Exactly. Why Mm-hmm. It's the why. It's mm-hmm. the why. Some diets, I would say, mm, maybe not the most helpful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are super restrictive things for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, been through a lot of those. I'm trying to change me, trying to change my body, trying to seek whatever this idea of what I thought I should be was. 
it was never good enough. It was just not feeling good. It just honestly made me feel more miserable. And then I started having more of the disordered eating mm-hmm. behaviors, thinking about food all of the time, having it kind of take over my life and um, being really rigid and strict about it, being shameful towards myself and having negative self-talk. And then that kind of spiraled into more of like the binge eating. And then I had some more of those like compensatory behaviors too myself. And it just like got to this point where I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. And what actually changed things for me, interestingly enough, I was in a yoga class. Hmm. The instructor was talking about like respecting our bodies, essentially, like Hmm. kind of giving that vibe while we were like laying down and meditating at the end of the practice. And I was like, I'm not being nice to myself or my body. Like I am being so mean to myself through all of this. And that kind of like clicked for me. And at that point I was studying, um, I studied kinesiology and nutrition in my degrees, um, my undergraduate degrees, and it just like shifted. And I was like, oh, I don't have to look at nutrition as this like big, bad, scary thing that are full of shoulds and rules. And that's Mm -hmm. not helpful. And then someone in my world mentioned intuitive eating and I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then I learned everything about that kind of healed my own relationship with food in the process and you know been obsessed with it ever since came on to be a dietitian myself certified intuitive eating counselor started my business and yeah here we are today it's kind of the spark notes but yeah <laughs> no i i love it i don't love it because going through that is awful and all consuming and that's exactly what i want to talk about but i love that you're sharing it because for me, such an important part of my healing journey has been hearing other people's stories and experiences yeah. with it and realizing that like, I am not alone. Um, and in fact, it's actually really shocking the amount of people who have disordered eating patterns and habits and a disordered and dysfunctional relationship with food. Like probably 95% of the people listening to this in some way, shape or form have a disordered relationship with with food. And like you said, it's everywhere. It's every single place you look, even in the healthiest places, you know? And um, there's just like so much that I could go off on in terms of <laughs> anti-diet and intuitive eating right now. And so what this episode is for, but the point is, is that almost everyone listening, I know can benefit from this, even if they don't think that there is an eating, like you don't have to have um, a diagnosed eating disorder for you to be impacted by this world that we're living in right now that tells us what healthy should look like, what good eating should look like, how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to take care of our body. Now the messages are everywhere. And when you start tuning into them, you notice it because it's so unconscious. It's unconscious. Like it's just so mm-hmm. happening without you even realizing it. And we're just For so sure. used to it now. Yeah. It's everywhere. And actually someone I was talking to the other day gave a really good analogy for it. It's like diet culture is like the water in a fish tank and you're a fish. You don't Mm -hmm. really realize that you're in water until someone takes you out. And then you look down and you're like, oh, that's water. I was in there that whole time. (laughs) A good analogy. Yeah, it was a really good one. So I can't take credit for that, but a really good analogy to kind of put it into perspective. Like you don't Mm -hmm. really realize until you're like, oh, wow, that's what this is. That's how it's showing up. That's how it's influencing me. Whoa. And then there's kind of really no going back. (laughs) So that's like the whole non-diet thing. Yeah. 
So there's so many ways that we can take this and lenses that we can look at this through. And I want to focus on the lens of business. Yeah. I, you know, the majority of my listeners are entrepreneurs or running a side hustle. And as a business owner myself, I know how this has impacted me and still does because I'm still very, very, very deep, (laughs) deep in the healing work right now. Um, But let's just start with like, let's start talking about the ways that this might be impacting their business. And you can just sort of start with what comes to you first. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, first and foremost, I want to say good on you for taking the steps forward to Mm. your healing journey. I know it's not easy. (laughs) I've been there. Yeah, (laughs) it's not easy. It's filled with like lots of frustrations and things because you're really changing a lot of the ways that you think and your brain tries to fight you because it's not used to that. Feels like that's the wrong way of doing things or whatever. Mm. I could go off about that. But anyways, good job. I'm proud of you you. for (laughs) taking that step forward. I know it's not an easy one. Um, But yeah, from the lens of being a business owner, an entrepreneur, like I am that too. Today, I wasn't necessarily running this business when I was in the thick of things, but I do know how it impacts us and how it's impacted even clients of mine who are business owners. So there are many... I would say negative impacts of having a poor relationship with food that can influence how you show up as an entrepreneur and how your ability to run your business and the way that you want to, you know, is impacted by this. And Mm -hmm. kind of to set the tone, I guess, maybe I'll describe what we mean by say disordered eating or restrictive eating, or Mm -hmm. maybe just not eating intuitively for your own needs really what I mean by that is you don't have to be on a formal diet or like you said earlier, you don't have to have a diagnosed eating disorder. You don't even have to resonate with say disordered eating, right? But simply restrictive eating is not eating enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're just not eating enough. And in the way that supports you, your body and your brain and you know everything that runs the show. So just not eating enough doesn't have to be a formal diet. Maybe it is. Maybe you are on a diet. Maybe you're following a meal plan. Maybe it's just like trying to eat as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. And then the afternoon slump happens and you're like, why do I feel so tired? And why do I want to raid all the cupboards in the house? Like all of those things can kind of fall under this umbrella of maybe not having the most positive relationship with food. So just I to, feel like I want to add into that clean eating. I'm putting quotes around this is mm-hmm. probably like the most glorified version of disordered eating yep. that exists in our world today. Because that's like what oh I'm going to eat clean today. I eat clean. Look at all these Instagram people showing their clean meals, and it's one thing to want to put good food in your body. It's another thing for that to become all encompassing, and often that's what happens. So okay, keep going. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Clean eating is a very common one, which is why I put it in there and Mm. yeah, air quotes it all the time. Um, And actually, interestingly enough, just add this aside in here too, not to freak anyone out if they're clean eating, but there is an actual eating disorder that's now recognized called orthorexia. Mm -hmm. And that one is the obsession with health, right? Mm -hmm. So really being strict and rigid about what you're eating in the name of health Mm -hmm. and what you think is a What you have to do for health. (laughs) Again, yeah, big air quotes on that one. And clean eating can kind of fall into that category. So that's just something to throw out there too. If you don't 
resonate with what you traditionally think of as like disordered eating. That is kind of a version of that. So Mm -hmm. throwing that one out there, but yeah, kind of anything that falls under the umbrella of you not feeling good in terms of what you're eating and how it's supporting you. (laughs) <laughs> that's that can be as simple as that. You don't have to have a certain threshold of, yeah, any criteria or whatever to want to change things for yourself or even get support, right? There's mm-hmm. you can get support with this at any kind of feeling in your relationship. Yeah, at any level. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. So how this then could impact you as an entrepreneur, right? So it could show up in many ways. Like if your body is not getting enough like physical energy through your food because food is the way that we get energy. Mm-hmm. Calories are energy. They're not a bad thing. We truly need them in order to survive mm-hmm. and to function in our day. And if your body is not getting enough, which arguably most people and most women especially are not eating enough. And that yeah. may sound scary because a lot of diet culture makes you believe like eat this low number of calories calories, you'll be fine. This is what you need to do, whatever, but it's actually way, way less than what you truly need. So throwing that out there, if you're not getting enough, your body's not going to be able to function optimally. Mm -hmm. And that can show up in so many ways, things like brain fog, right? Having your brain fog, that afternoon slump that I was describing, right? That can be a feeling that you get lack of clarity, And just almost feeling like you can't think through things and have those critical thinking and reasoning abilities, like your capacity to think through things is just diminished. You're maybe thinking about food very often or 24-7, and that's displacing space in your mind to be able to think about other things in your business and how you want things to go. Maybe your energy is just really low and you don't have the energy to show up or do the tasks you need to do. Or yeah, with that just feeling like stress is a big piece mm-hmm. of it. Like if you're stressing about food, you're probably like heightening your stress response in general. And then that we know stress is not something that we want to increase. So that can do that. What else? Feelings of shame right? Mm -hmm. That can totally hold you back from showing up as you. And along with that, often what comes with when we want to try and control what we're eating usually comes from a place of poor body image, right? So poor body image and shame kind of being things that don't really allow you to show up authentically or like take up space really, Mm -hmm. because you feel like you need to hold yourself back or fit into society's definition of X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everything you're saying, I resonate with personally. Um, and I think one of the biggest things I've noticed is, and I think this is a good marker for anyone listening who's like, I don't really know if this is me. If you feel like your decisions around food are all consuming, that might be a sign that there's something there to just look at. You don't have to like go seek help, just know. Because I think that's that's been the biggest one for me for sure is like feeling like I am constantly thinking about it. And so it's taking up so much space in my brain and then not wanting to think about it or want constantly thinking about making the right decision or, oh, I think I want that later, but should I have that? I don't think I should have that. What would I have instead? But I still want that. How can I, you know what I mean? This constant conversation in your mind about food in one way or the other um, has been a big part of what I've experienced in terms of 
how it affects my business and clearing that mental space to be able to focus on my business and really show up in the way that I want to show up. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think that that mental space, brain space piece mm-hmm. is one that I hear time and time again with clients and people I talk to, like that's the biggest impact in general. And that can absolutely influence your business and the way that you can show up for yourself, for your clients, for your audience, for mm-hmm. other people in your business or whatever it may be to move forward in the way that you want to. And those thoughts can look like so many things. Like you just described, you had so many good examples there. Just thinking about food in whatever way that is. And I will say it is possible to not think like that all the time because often a mindset characteristic of folks who are struggling with the relationship with food is the all or nothing mentality. Mm -hmm. And that's really like, that could look like, you know, I'm just, I always think about food. This is something that's part of me. Like I'm never going to be able to move forward. I'm never going to be able to feel free. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very rigid way of thinking and that can keep you stuck too. So know that you can move forward. And like you were saying, knowing a piece of someone else's journey is helpful. That's why I do my podcast as well. But being like that expander for anyone listening here, like I was there, I was in the like, I'm never going to be able to have a normal relationship with food. I don't even know what normal eating is at this point. Mm -hmm. I just feel so taken over by all of these thoughts and, and feelings. And I just don't feel good Mm -hmm. at all in my body in general. But I did. (laughs) I overcame that and I have that brain space. I feel better. I feel energized. I can do all these things. I can show up in the ways that I want to. And that like layer of diet culture has been peeled back from, Mm. you know, me showing up as who I want to. Yeah. So there's so many ways it can impact our business, but I want to focus on how we can start shifting that. So no matter where anyone is at with their relationship with food, with food, maybe if it's not bad, but maybe it could be a little more supportive or nourishing for them. So what are some things, and a lot of this too, I know is like, can go so much, has so many facets to it. Like intuitive eating is intuitive eating, but there's so many ways that it applies to people's lives and the way they're doing things. So I want to be careful to overgeneralize. And I know you do too, about so many of these options. So for listeners, know like, if you're listening and you hear something that appeals to you, like I would encourage you to explore it, it further for yourself because this episode is not going to like go in depth about all of the different ways that you can leverage these potential options or healing opportunities. Um, so just like as like a precursor to what we're going to talk about here, because this yes. this healing work can be also really deep as well. And I think we're just going to scratch the surface. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It can be very deep. It can be, like I alluded to at the beginning, like frustrating sometimes too, mm-hmm. um, which can feel overwhelming to take on, you know, by yourself at whatever level that you're at, if you need, you know, say that much support or mm-hmm. more guidance along the way. But for sure, I want to give some tips and things that yeah, yeah. people can take away no matter where they're at and um, just some <laughs> scratching the surface. Yeah, if you will, some starting points because yes. we can only go so far into this work without actually being like, what is it that you're struggling with specifically? Exactly. Um, so definitely some general stuff, take it or leave it if it doesn't 
resonate, it doesn't resonate. And that's totally fine. That's always what I tell my clients as well, especially when we're in like the group setting. We're all learning things together, but you know you best and whatever works for you. Follow your intuition essentially. (laughs) This is intuitive eating. I want you to use that intuitive knowing of what you need and when you need it. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. All right. Well, kick us off. What's something that listeners can start to look to, to, to shift this? For sure. First, I just want to give a general outlook, I guess, if you will, a way to kind of start shifting your mindset because a lot of this work is not necessarily about the food itself. Mm -hmm. It's more about the way we view food and our outlook and our mindset. So really a thing that I, you know, teach everyone that comes into my world is looking at things and how you think about food and really anything in your life. You can take this into any area of your life if you want to, but we're talking about food specifically. So looking at it with a lens of curiosity and not judgment, Mm -hmm. right? How can we start to get curious about why things are showing up for us and leave the judgment behind? Because so quickly we can be like, you know, say in the afternoon, you're just like, I really want to go eat all of the cookies. I know Mm -hmm. those cookies are there in the cupboard. I just have this urge to go eat them and you eat a bunch. And then you're like, oh, I'm so bad. Why did I do that? Mm -hmm. That's very judgmental. (laughs) How can we take that, you know, in reverse and say, you know, once you have that urge of, I just really want to go eat all the cookies, get curious. Why? (laughs) Why is that, that I want to do that? What might be behind that? And then if you still do and you go and eat cookies more than what makes you feel good, then get curious. How come that happened? Like, why why did that happen? How do I feel now? What do I need? Really just getting curious about these things instead of being like, oh, I'm so bad. I shouldn't have done that. Or I should be doing this. Like really removing that harsh language and coming back to a place of being curious about what's going on with your thoughts about food and how you interact with food. So that would be my first tip and biggest tip for everyone and anyone is to get curious. Yeah, I really, really, really like that. And I want to add to that if I can. Um mm-hmm. what you're a lot of what you're saying too to me is sounding like get curious and compassionate. Like yes. especially mm-hmm. after you have, and maybe I'm jumping ahead here for you, but <laughs> especially if you did eat five cookies, which I'm gonna tell you right now is not a bad thing. Let's remove that right now. Eating five cookies is fine. That's great. If that's what you want, that's what you want, and that's okay. But if you aren't feeling good and like your belly isn't feeling good because you ate five cookies rather than getting critical with yourself, getting curious and then bringing in the compassion, you know, talking to yourself like you're like a parent, you know, like it's okay. Like now we just know next time, maybe we don't want five cookies. Maybe that doesn't feel best for us. Um, And maybe what we really were looking for was we were really hungry. And so maybe we needed a uh, a big meal, but we felt like it was 3 p.m. and we couldn't have a meal. So we had cookies instead, but maybe next time we have a meal because we're just feeling really hungry, you know, like, and I feel like my voice even changes there. And this is what I do for myself as well is like, I really talk to myself like I would talk to a little kid. And mm-hmm. what you might find if you get deeper into this healing work for yourself, and I'm sure you experience this with clients, so a lot of reparenting work to be done here, yeah. get, giving yourself what you might not have gotten as a kid. And you might not even realize you didn't get that until like I had one of these moments on my call the other day, um, my call the other day, you guys don't know, I work with this woman named Catherine from Brave Space <laughs> Nutrition and she's my, um, 
we do body image coaching. It's been really powerful, but she mentioned something and I was like, I just like, it was that wave of emotion of mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh my God, I never connected those two things. And all of a sudden it's made all the difference. So bringing in that compassion and thinking of yourself and talking to yourself like a little kid, because it's often the little little one in you that is unhealed or wounded that can be causing a lot of this now external behavior as an adult. For sure. And I love that. And absolutely self-compassion is a huge piece of this work. Also like self-image is something else that I teach too, like the way we view ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said about reparenting. And even as you were starting to say that, I was like, yeah, there are kind of parallels between this and what people would think of like inner child work. Mm-hmm. We're really taking a look at those beliefs that we picked up along our life, oftentimes when we were pretty young. Mm-hmm. And questioning them. Does that really serve me when I have that thought pattern now as an adult? No, I can see why maybe that was a helpful thing for me to pick up, or I just thought that's what people did. Mm -hmm. That was modeled to me as a child or like, you know, an adolescent, because that's where a lot of this diet culture comes in too. But really just examining how can I start to let go of some of these things and shift them to be more helpful for what I want to embody today. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that curiosity and compassion can be huge helps along the way for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what else? Is there something else yeah. that I can do? I mean, there's so many tips that I could yeah. give, <laughs> but I we'll, think we'll another get, like, one more in. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think another one that, um, you know, anyone could really use and find helpful, even if you're not thinking like you have all of these thoughts that are so negative about food, but really just the way that you're eating isn't helping you or serving you or giving you enough energy is really just eating consistently. Mm. (laughs) And I think that this can be really common in business owners and entrepreneurs because we got a lot of stuff to do, right? Like Mm -hmm. I think everyone can resonate with that. There's a lot of things on the to-do list and a lot of things to take care of, especially if you're still working another job too, right? There's a lot of stuff to do and you want to just dive into work and maybe you skip breakfast, maybe you skip lunch, maybe you just work through it and you're like, oh gosh, it's 3 p.m. and I haven't ate since seven, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like however that happens, that's really impacting you and the way you can show up and your body and your functioning as a whole and your relationship with food. Because I will throw this in there too. A lot of the work I do with binge eaters and overeaters, emotional eaters, if you're not eating enough throughout the day and you're like, why do I keep binging at night? Well, (laughs) let's eat enough during the day. Let's start there as a foundational piece. So eating consistently is a big tip that I have. You know, Aim for those three meals a day, snacks in between, you can make that fluid and flowy in whatever way that you would like, but know that our bodies do thrive eating consistently every few hours throughout the day. Intermittent fasting is not it. (laughs) Throwing that out there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think something I'll throw out there too is knowing that your hunger cues might be different from what you've always been told too, right? So maybe like Mm -hmm that afternoon headache is actually a hunger cue. It's not because you've been staring at your computer too long or because you've been doing work. And so starting to become more in tune with how your body acts when you're hungry. So maybe your stomach's not rumbling, but something else is happening. And so you might be thinking, oh, I don't need to eat. You know, I don't feel hungry. It's like, well, do you get crabby? Do you get a headache? Do you feel a little shaky? Do you, you know, like there's so many things that it could be. And so I think tuning into that as well, 
is really helpful for us to understand like, oh, I actually am hungry throughout the day and I'm just not recognizing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hunger can look like a lot of things. It's not Mm -hmm. just that tummy growling. And really I see most often, and even within myself, that tummy growling, kind of like what we think about hunger as is often a late sign Mm -hmm. of hunger. Like it's Mm -hmm. almost like your hunger is too far gone. Not saying that's for everyone, just generally speaking, sometimes that can be like you're over hungry (laughs) at that point. Mm -hmm. And when we're over hungry, that can often swing into eating to the point of being over full, overly full. Right. Right. So yeah, good, good point. Good <laughs> I'll throw one more, yeah. you know, tip out there for everyone. And I think this one kind of goes along with both of those other ones I just mentioned, but really just the practice of being mindful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tuning into your eating experience. Because so often we can just be on autopilot with a lot of these things. And I know like we eat multiple times every day, all the time. And it gets to be a little like mundane, if you will. And it's easy, especially as an entrepreneur, to sit at your desk and continue to do work while you're eating breakfast and lunch and maybe even dinner, maybe all your meals (laughs) at your computer working. Um, Just taking like the time to, even if you have to do that, right? Not being like, I have to have fully undistracted meals. No, you don't necessarily. Like that's not possible for any of us, I don't think, unless that truly, really feels good for you. But even just taking a moment and taking a step back while you're eating in whatever environment that is and breathing and just connecting Mm -hmm. to yourself, like, how is this feeling? How is this tasting? Am I feeling satisfied? What's my hunger or fullness levels like right now? Do I enjoy this meal? Is it giving me what I need? Is there anything that I think is missing that I would like to add or there's so many questions you can ask yourself, but really just that practice of getting mindful about that eating experience instead of just like zooming through it all the time and kind of ignoring it and then wondering, oh, why do I feel off? Yeah. <laughs> right. So paying yeah, attention. Finishing it and then feeling like you still, like you're not satiated because you didn't actually yeah. pay attention. And so all of a sudden mm-hmm. your food's gone. You don't even know that you ate it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I need something else when really maybe you are, you did get, and you know, the calories that you needed in that moment, but you just aren't satiated. And I think that's something we could talk about, um, that I've been learning more about too, is like eating is not just the food going in your mouth. It's the Mm -hmm. whole experience of it that helps you feel wholly and completely. I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'm saying satiated correct, but, um, wholly and completely full in that space, you know, full in terms of the food, the calories you're getting, but also the mental experience of having fed yourself and nourished yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mindful eating or like being mindful while eating was the, I think like my first step in yes. sort of starting to get more serious and thinking more about this. And I'll often ask myself, like, what does this taste like? Does this taste good? What do I mm-hmm. like about how this tastes? Um, cause I think you might also find when you do that, that you're eating things that you don't actually like, <laughs> you know, when you start yeah, eating, you're like, sure. oh, I actually don't like the taste of, I don't know, whatever this is. Like, I want to do something else with this. And it starts to make it also more, I think eating can feel very like, almost like you said, like monotonous, like eat the same thing every day, blah, blah, blah. But when you start tuning into how it tastes, you might start to recognize like, oh, I want something that's more salty, or I want to bring in more sweet or for me, texture is a big part for me. So I really like any kind of texture, but if it's like really crunchy or really soft, um, 
and starting to like have a bit more fun with it, you know, let it be more of like a fun part of your day rather than just something you have to do because you feel like you should put food in your body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That like satisfaction and satiation Mm -hmm. point is huge. And I think can often drive us to seek more after a meal is done if we weren't there and present with it. And we didn't have that satiation mentally from the meal. Like maybe you ate enough, maybe you didn't eat enough, (laughs) right? Whatever it is, but you can still have that kind of seeking behavior of like, I just want to snack and snack and snack, even Mm -hmm. though I already had lunch. But Mm -hmm. did you tap into that? Did you have an experience with that food? And again, it doesn't need to be like completely undistracted all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make that make anyone feel like it needs to be like that or create rules around this because there's no rules. (laughs) Um, But really having that experience. So Yeah. yeah, satisfaction's huge. Yeah. Well, obviously you and I could easily talk for another two hours about this. We're not going to do that. Maybe another episode down the line. Um, But as we wrap this up, if there was one thing that you want to make sure listeners walk away with, they walk away with nothing but this, what would that thing be? There could be so many things. Yeah, (laughs) I think, you know, something that's coming to mind is that the way that you eat and what you eat, when you eat, how you eat, the experience you have with food, how like the way that you eat does not need to look like anyone else's mm. way that they eat, right? You don't need to compare yourself and fit into what works for somebody else because you're your own unique person and you need to find what uniquely works for you and tap into your inner wisdom, which is there. It's inside of you. We all have an innate intuitive eater in there. It's just layered, you know, with lots of shoulds and rules and stuff that we can't tap into it. So really just dropping the comparison. I think that that would be a big thing to take away. Like you can eat in whatever way works for you. It's just finding what works for you and tuning out the noise of everything else and the things we like to compare ourselves to or the rules we like to follow as humans. Yeah. I love that so much. I feel like at like a foundational level, that's something that we all can practice doing more often. So thank you for for sharing that. You're welcome. Let's shift gears and tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. Yeah. I'd love that um, question. And I feel like I'm always getting intentional about something. I love that stuff. Like I mentioned at the beginning, all of the spiritual practices I love. Mm. Um, I think right now I'm really getting intentional about being me outside of my business. I think Mm. maybe your listeners could relate to that too, but really just being me outside of that and having fun and doing things just because, and not like, yeah, for the sake of something else or mm-hmm. taking care of someone else or taking care of the business or or whatever, just being me. <laughs> so that's what I'm getting intentional about right now. Like even this morning and the day that we're recording this, I went to a, uh, I guess it's like a hot, cold exposure mm. class, guided class. It's at this place called Othership in my cool. uh, city. And the theme of it was called Inner Child Playground. Mm. And it was so much fun. It was a wild ride. We were like in and out of the ice baths and, and to the sauna. And like we were 
screaming for joy about ice cream. Like it was like a fun, (laughs) interesting time. And I think just doing things like that, that really, you know, allow me to be me and have fun outside of running my business and working and, you know, being that version of me is something, yeah, I'm loving being intentional about these days. Fun. I think that's amazing. I love, love, love that. Uh, Where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah, a few places. So the, I guess, social media that I kind of hang out on the most is Instagram. You can find me at the intuitive nutritionist and I just have dots between all the words. <laughs> so the <laughs> intuitive dot nutritionist. Um, and then you can also find my podcast. It's called the intuitively you podcast. Talk about stuff like this all the time on that podcast. And then I also have a free quiz. If anyone's interested in taking that, um, it's called how can you overcome binge eating? And really it doesn't have to be just for binge eaters. You can take the quiz and it'll give you maybe some ideas of where you might be stuck holding you back from achieving your version of food freedom Mm. and some steps to get you started to moving forward. So if that's of interest, you can find that there. It's on my website. Nice. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for everything you shared today. I love this conversation and talking about this because it's just so pervasive in our world right now. And I'm so grateful that there are so many people like you and so many others who are having this conversation and have larger and larger audiences so more and more people can hear it. Um, And I'm grateful to have you here so I can bring it to my people and my community. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been such a joy. I love talking about this stuff and I hope that, yeah, it really helps your listeners and this community and I appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.